to all who come to this magical episode, welcome. I'm Tom, and welcome to episode 259 of the Nerds Travaganza podcast. With me, as always, are my co-hosts and Mouseketeers in chief, Brian and Cam. What's up, guys? How's it going? Going well. It's a magical day. I'm always excited to talk about Disney, and uh, for our listeners, in case you haven't included in yet, our talk tonight is all about the recently announced changes coming to Disney parks. We are all semi-regular visitors, I think it's fair to say, and so it should be a pretty uh, mousy episode, to say the least. First, though, we can't visit the Magic Kingdom without taking you through a tour of our own magical experiences in a section we like to call the Extra Magic (laughs) Weekly Geekly Geekly Weekly Update. And Brian, why don't you go first, man? What have you been up to since last week? Uh, big event for me has been this uh, Pokemon Go. Well, I mean, Go Fest was last weekend, but I wasn't there. But they did Go Fest related events, I guess, globally. And I've just been kind of having a lot of fun with that. There's all kinds of new Pokemon and new rewards for the Pokemon that are out there. Just, uh, I don't know, just a lot of renewed interest in the game. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun standing in a in a parking lot with 30 strangers for the first time since it launched. <laughs> are, are the crowds on par with what they were like around launch? So they're actually doing raids now. Oh. And just last weekend, they released the legendary uh, Pokemon. Oh. So the the birds, uh, I, I don't know, Lugia, Arctic Uno, Moltres, and Zapdos are uh, available. And people are like super duper excited that um, they're, they're spawning. So it takes, I guess it takes about 15 people to beat a, uh, a Lugia um, on average. I mean, I'm sure some people are, you know, much more powerful than two or three regular players, but 15 seems to be a good number. Uh, and it's fun, man. You know, you go and you spot one and you report it to your friends on Facebook and text people. And <laughs> there's a raid discord set up and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's actually really fun. I, I very much like the social aspect. Like there's 20 people standing around and one dude kind of like walks up like Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon? <laughs> like, breaks the ice. Yeah, yeah, he's not sure what's going on, and you're like, yeah, yeah, come on, come on, come on. There's room, you know. It's it's fun, man. So that's cool. So and it requires a number of people to beat these like uh, elite Pokemon, as you said. And then what happens? Does somebody capture the Pokemon or something after that, or do you just get rewards or what? Well, you get crazy rewards, especially right now. I think you're getting like thirteen thousand experience for you know, being in the raid and you get uh, a, a bunch of the the stuff that you normally get, you know, they just throw uh, revives and potions and things at you. And then everyone gets a chance to catch him. And, you know, some people do, some people don't. Okay. So you have to have the right Pokeball to catch him on hand or something like that, I take it? They give you X amount based on your performance in the raid. 
So like if you're really good, you might get 11 or if you're kind of average, you might get like five. And then it's just kind of up to you. You know, you can throw a pokeball and miss. You can get like a good shot or a perfect shot or whatever. Um, There are a few items that make it more likely. You know, you can use a, I think it's called a golden raspberry, which makes it even more likely that you, you catch them. Cool. That's, uh, I'm still not sure I'm sold, but I'm, <laughs> I'm glad it's going well for you and the others that are into the game. That's, uh, I, I mean, ultimately I think it's, it's play style. Like if you're not really into it, you're just not going to be interested in it. But people who were kind of like, especially this summer, you know, I was hanging out with the teacher all summer and she was just so happy to be not going to work every single day that summer got a little boring. What do you do? What do you want to do? Not work. Oh, that's thrilling. Okay. Let's not work today. <laughs> Pokemon was great, man. Like you go to a park, you search around for the things you find them, you come back, you report it. It is nice, man. It's nice. Gets, gets you out, gets you social. And I don't know, it, it scratches that bug. It scratches that like, well, I have to do my dailies. I've got to, uh, you know, catch the, the, the complete set. I mean, I don't want to say go to catch them all. It's much more than that, but. Cool. And, uh, all, all of this for the low, low cost of not much, right? I mean, is there, is there a pay to win component or something that draws money out of your wallet or you just kind of play for free and enjoy it? They, they've really, so I guess you get one free raid pass a day. So if you do not have a raid pass and you go to any gym, they will give you a raid pass once per day. Um, if you finagle that, like if I get a pass today and then go to a gym tomorrow, it will give me another one. So technically I can use that one tomorrow, then get another one and then raid twice. You know what I mean? Like don't yeah. raid today, raid twice tomorrow. Right, sure. Um, or you can spend money on it. Okay. It's, it's like a dollar a raid. Do you spend money or you just kind of like, uh, let the game I, come your way free? I'm, I'm not a very good, uh, uh, customer. I'm not a very good player. I, uh, I've never spent a penny on Pokemon go. Oh, I, I probably will just because like, I, I do sort of believe in, you know, throwing money at a game that I do enjoy. It's not necessarily like something like I would need to do. And, I, I don't know, like rating twice a day is, is plenty for me. That's like an hour in the, I mean, it was 105 degrees today. So there's that. <laughs> um, it, it's, it is difficult to coordinate, you know, 20 people show up here at the same time. So doing that for more than an hour is, is pretty frustrating at some point. I, I don't think I would enjoy, you know, spending five bucks a day and having a ton of raids or anything like that. Um, and, and there's other things you can do. You can buy bag space so you hold more Pokemon and you can buy like double experience items and things, but you know, it doesn't really affect anybody but you. So it's not exactly like pay to win. Hmm. Pay to enjoy, I guess, to a certain extent. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. Now a lot to this, a lot to this Pokemon game. Wonder if they'll, uh, wonder if they'll somehow port this to that new switch system since it has a portable component. And kind of plugs into your phone anyway. But uh, did, well. did you guys hear? The, I guess I'm like 
edging into news territory. But did you hear about the GoFest or not really? No, I've been kind of disconnected from the whole Pokeverse. What about you, Cam? No, I have not not heard anything about it at all. It, it was a pretty big event the Saturday, last Saturday, in Chicago. And it was like 20,000 people. It was like a Pokemon Go convention. But just, I, I, I don't know how to describe it. They fucked up every single thing about it. It was supposed to be like... So it was at Grant Park in Chicago. So it was supposed to be the people at Grant Park have to do this, this, and this. And that's going to unlock, like, the chance for everyone around the world to take place. And if everyone around the world catches this, this, and this, you know, like, I don't remember the numbers, like 5,000 Pokemon between 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. or something like that. That was supposed to unlock the raids. Oh, I see. Like, okay. Oh, now you guys, you guys did it. You you can fight the the legendary Pokemon's, and I I don't know I don't know what happened, man. They they just borked everything. They, they people were like booing and throwing bo- water bottles at the presenters. Wow. <laughs> um, the people who paid money to go to the convention. I mean, I think everybody knows what happens when you get twenty thousand people in a in a tiny little area. There's no remote. There, there's no connectivity. Yeah. So they couldn't play yeah. the game. Yeah. Right. Okay. They yes. They traveled from all over the country. Some some people from all over the world to go to Chicago to play the game, <laughs> and there was no service. And apparently now they're saying like all this kind of stuff. Like Niantic asked Verizon. I, I guess Niantic informed people. Like, hey, you know, we're holding this. It's going to be very heavy. And a lot of carriers, like, rolled out. I guess they call them portable towers. Okay, yeah, yeah. And Verizon was just like, nah, we don't need them. So <laughs> Our network's awesome. We right. can handle it. Right. All of these people were there. Couldn't connect. Terrible, terrible publicity. Um, I guess since no one could connect, things weren't going as they planned. So they actually like had to lower the numbers and I guess someone screwed it up and did it like in public view. So everybody thought they were like manipulating the rewards and there was just everything that could go wrong went wrong. (laughs) Um, They have issued a full refund to every person who paid for a ticket, like every registered account who paid for a ticket and sent them a hundred dollars in pokey coins. Wow, some 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 serious damage control. Yeah, just. I mean, I don't understand why they didn't just like set up like, like a like Wi-Fi hotspot, you know, all around the park, just a little hotspot. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, why do they need the carriers to even get involved? They should have just set up their own hotspots there. Good point. Actually, I guess that could have been. An infrastructure nightmare too, if you didn't have capacity for all those phones. But, um, yeah, I, mean, I guess you if you're how many people are coming, right? I mean, you sold tickets, so you know how many people are coming, so you set up, you know, capacity <laughs> that, for, you know, that many. That's people. all a very good point. I suspect like they were like, their business model did not involve any infrastructure. Like, no, it's a game they play on their phones. They just show up with their phones. What? <laughs> like, kind of naive, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's not like 95 or even 2005 where, like, 
it was like a big deal to like that you had Wi-Fi somewhere. You know what I mean? I yeah. just maybe just because I've been traveling in Europe the last couple of weeks, but like everywhere you go, even like you know Mohammed's coffee shop, like on the corner has Wi-Fi. It's just every place has Wi-Fi. I don't know why no. I can do that. Well, sorry, but so sorry, Chicago doesn't live up to the standards of Muhammad's coffee shop. Okay. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> I need to get on the ball here. Poke, get on the pokeball, as it were. Oh, good one, zing. Well, Brian, that is some pretty. That's a pretty comprehensive update. Like, there's a lot more going on in that in that scene than I thought. So, <laughs> it's it's fun, man. I'm enjoying it. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Anything else? No, that that's my. Uh my week I, I i really doubt like traipsing around europe can compare to that on cam probably what do you think cam oh no i, I just well i mean no i just i i had no idea pokemon was still that like popular like i thought it just sort of faded away it sounds like they're trying to make it almost like a mmorpg kind of with those changes now it's weird uh but that's good i mean if people are still enjoying it that's great yeah. Uh, but as far as my week, uh, just, yeah, I'm just still sliding through Europe. Uh, we'll be coming home next week. Uh, trying to remember where I last, uh, talked to you guys from. It's been sort of a bit of a whirlwind, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, went through, uh, I'm in Prague now, went through, uh, Vienna, Austria, Budapest, Hungary, uh, just Poland. I was in Poland, I think, when I talked to you guys last. But yeah, so been through a few countries, saw some really cool stuff. This one, I guess, culturally, the the pretty like the coolest thing I saw was the uh, in Poland they have this underground salt mine. Oh, it's like three. It's like three thousand square kilometers of mine shafts of like you know of underground tunnels. Uh, and we went down there and just saw like one fraction of that. And it's, it's really cool. It's like, it's been like over like hundreds of years that the salt mines are, have been worked down there. And over the years, people have built like just these amazing, like chapels down there and like sculptures, all out of salt, like, you know, salt in the earth or whatever. So it was, it was pretty amazing to like be, I think we were like 40 something, 45 stories. So like 450 feet underground. Um, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty awe inspiring to be like 450 stories under or 450 feet under the ground and then walk into this like vast cavern that's been made into a, a, a Catholic chapel with all kinds of amazing, like, you know, Jesus statues carved out of the salt rock in the, in the wall and stuff. And of course they light it up really nice and it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty awe inspiring. So that was probably the coolest thing I've done so far. Um, but have not stopped uh, my nerd side. I, I definitely uh, checked out a bunch of uh, board game cafes uh, and board game stores. Uh, went to this one place uh, in uh, in Austria called Spiel Bar, which is really cool. Um, they had a bunch of games. To it, it's very different over there than it is here, uh, or it's very different here than over there. I guess because I'm still here. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, in, in the states they have. Uh, it's mainly a model of like you go in, you pay either a, a set fee or like an ongoing like time fee, uh, and you get to just check out whatever games you want, and then you know you sort of a la carte food or beverages or whatever you want. Um, here, it's just I don't know. It's just sort of like here, hey, here's a bar, and we're theming it towards board games, but 
we're not really charging you anything for playing the games. Like you just come in and you buy drinks or whatever you want, and then uh, feel free to go and play video games. So it was kind of odd seeing the different dynamic. I mean, there definitely were a bunch of campers there that probably wouldn't have been there if they were paying an actual fee to play the games. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like they were just sort of there for like when we got there and then still there when we left and uh, didn't really see them ordering much. So much like the problem with the board game stores that we see sometimes where people just come in to play games but don't ever buy anything. Yeah. But at least they have the at least they have the paying customers buying alcohol to kind of make up for the free riders, right? Yeah, if they do, that's what I'm saying. I, like I saw a whole group just sitting there playing a D and D game, and like they didn't buy one. That's thing. shitty. Like they didn't even have, they didn't even have like empties in front of them or anything. You know what I mean? Like I mean maybe I mean to to be fair, they maybe they had paid a fee that I didn't know about. Uh, or maybe they had already bought stuff and it was cleared away uh, from because they were there before we. Oh, got could there. be, yeah. But uh, yeah, but and I saw a whole other big group playing Uno though, and they definitely weren't hadn't bought anything or weren't buying anything. It was, it was, it was and they odd. were playing Uno, which um, doesn't seem to. <laughs> yeah, it, it, <laughs> which seems too amateur for the for yeah, the scene, man. Like a long time. <laughs> yeah, they were playing for quite a long time, which is odd. Uh, but yeah, we played. Uh, you know, I, I taught my companion Camel Up or Camel Cup depending on your, uh, your your interpretation uh which she really i love that debate which yeah which she liked and then uh yeah, we played some other games played some love letter play it, it's tough because uh, a lot of these places they have like a ton of games but they are not necessarily in english so we have to play like sort of text uh non-text dependent games like we played splendor we played just a bunch of games that we knew like it doesn't matter what the I either knew them like well enough that it didn't matter about the the text, or they just they don't. It's just all iconography. So, so yeah, that's been my uh, been my week. Uh, it's been about two and a half weeks coming home in a few days. So I'm definitely uh, definitely ready to be home and uh, sleep in my own bed and not out of. Yeah, sleeping. that is the crappy part of traveling. I do like just having the comforts of home. Yeah, I mean, definitely want to stay. I love love it here, and I'm gonna definitely make the most of my next few days but uh yeah i can't say it won't be nice to be uh back in the good old us of a well we are opening a nurse travaganza chapter in europe so if you want to head that up we can talk about it when you get back it'll be a board game cafe slash uh slash (laughs) yeah with like some pretty hard-nosed rules about you better pay a fee or buy a drink (laughs) well the waiter will be by once an hour somebody better order something yeah, well, it's funny. The waiters are like so, like they're they're weird here. Like they they don't like push you for anything. So like they come by and they leave you a glass of water, which means like okay, dude, like either order something or like oh wow, check. um yeah, but but like for me, I'm just like oh all right, water, great. <laughs> like drinking water. Uh, it's it's funny they got weird rules. Do, so at a certain point, they're gonna like just keep pouring more water and then just pour in your lap or something to <laughs> tell you it's really time to go. I, I guess. Wow. Yeah. I, guess <sighs> I don't think I have the temperament for a business like that, man. I couldn't stand somebody just sitting there like milking off me. Just, just yeah. Like space. I seriously could have yeah. a paying customer sitting there and you're just sitting there like stinking the place up. <laughs> well, I mean, they love, they love us cause we're like overly, like we're used to, you know, us places where they're like trying to turn tables and like whatever. So like we, like every time they walk by, we're like ordering something, even if we don't want it. Like, you know, Suzanne, uh, my, my companion, like one night, like had like three, uh, 
three cappuccinos and she was like jacked up like after you know at the end because <laughs> so she was, we just like ordered things to order and like you know so they must <laughs> love us because, but i mean these like european these europeans have like no compunction about just sitting there for hours Jesus. reading the paper and fuck they make any money yeah all right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's my update look forward to you coming back but i hope you enjoy your uh, remaining days in europe and look forward to a few more Look forward to a few more geeky updates from the over there. Over to me. It's my turn. Yay. It's time for my update. Yes, sir. I have a work-related update, which doesn't sound fun. I know, but uh, my company, we do uh, computer programming, it turns out. And, well, sorry, my division within the, the company. We, we do a lot of software stuff. I don't know how else to put it. Uh, but we had our annual hackathon this year in the Seattle office. And... Uh, I may have talked about it a little bit last year. So the hackathon is basically you get a week, you get five days to just come up with an idea, deliver like a prototype or a slice of functionality and then demonstrate it um, before some judges. And last year I was, my group is actually mostly Florida based, but we're all like work from home scattered all around the country. And so I was asked because I happened to be in Seattle by our director, hey, want to represent us at this hackathon? I'm, and like kind of almost on a whim. I'm like, okay, sure. I'll, a week to just hack away a code. So I went, I joined a team. Our, our team, I thought, put out a pretty good product, but it didn't really resonate with the audience. We didn't win or anything, but I still had a good time. But this year I was asked earlier to actually feel the team, like get people together, get them to go with you to the office. And, and, you know, represent us. So I got, it was a, there was a team of five of us now this year, all people I knew. And uh, we went in there and basically pitched, came up with a, a product and an idea and then a product and then pitched it in a um, pitch, sort of a, an automotive dealer program in an office that was mainly all about marketing and like ad words and ad buys and that kind of thing. And we still managed to like place in the top five. So go us. That was fun. Yeah, it was a very busy week and I had a great time. And let's see, in addition to that, boy, I was working like 12 plus hour days. I did get to ride the fast ferry from here in Bremerton across to Seattle. And I guess that's kind of cool. It's like a fast boat. <laughs> um, how, like how fast is fast though? I don't actually know it's top speed, but it cuts the crossing on a big like car ferry that would normally take an hour down to like 28 minutes. So pretty fast. Oh, so 50%. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like this cool, like part boat, part hydro hydrofoil design. So it has like, like kind of two V hull looking things in the front. And then I guess the hydrofoil part lifts it up somewhat in the back. So it's, it generates very little wake. And, uh, it, it, it doesn't take cars. Though. No, the, this is passenger only. Yeah. Passenger only. And the whole restriction on wake and everything has to do with the fact that it, it passes through a very narrow portion of, uh, water or relatively narrow. And in the past property owners sued and had shut down fast ferries that went through there. So they had to come up with a design that didn't, uh, kick up too much wake. So this, this does that property owners. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really came down to like a hundred property owners. It was like that brought a lawsuit and they basically shut down a transit solution for like tens of thousands of people. Um, Cause they don't want like water washing up on their private beach. Yeah, well, that's what it was. Yeah. They have their, that's they have their private beaches and they don't want it like eroded. And I'm like my, I don't, I just don't understand how the state could be like, we'll build you seawalls. Like, 
Like, I don't really understand how any of that works, but that just seems unjust that a relatively small number of people can have that much influence. Yeah, and I, I, I bet you those those people probably don't even pay for their like the maintenance of the the water or the the, the ocean, or you know what I mean, like the shoreline. Uh, I bet you they don't they don't pay for the maintenance of that anyway. So yeah, probably not. Uh, it just it seems like the kind of a deal where it's a few people benefiting, you know, <laughs> disproportionately and then exercising too much control. That's how life well, works. Yeah, I'm sure. It, well, if they can afford the property there, I'm sure they they. Uh, they all probably have some high profile or, you know, rich, they're, they're all probably rich. That's basically, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I'm not like a down with Richie necessarily type of person, but, uh, I am the down, I am uh, down with like kind of selfish assholes. <laughs> hey, old Richie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so anyway, this thing was cool. So I got to ride a cool new gadgety boat, I guess that was kind of neat and, uh, ordered my PAX South tickets and yeah, received my tickets for PAX prime. So, Fun week for me. Pretty, though it was work-related, it was nerdy. How's that giving up on cons going? <laughs> uh, relatively well. Pack South is <laughs> is pretty manageable. It hasn't grown to like ridiculous sizes yet, which I'm sure the organizers don't like, but I like. It's still tolerable. And uh, I'm only going, I'm not going Saturday and Sunday to Pax Prime, mainly because the tickets sold out in five seconds. But uh, I am going... Friday and Monday, and that's fine with me. I actually don't want to go on the most busy days. I just want to go kind of check it out and uh, try to make the most of it. But yeah, I think I'm on the downslope for cons, Brian. I will uh, obviously report in as time progresses. I wean myself off of them. Well, before you join the uh, 12-step program for cons, you should definitely check out PAX Unplugged this year. I'm going to be there. Packs unplugged. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, in November in Philly, and it's all about like just just indie stuff and like basically non-video game stuff. So it'll be like ah. tons of board gaming, tons of role playing, tons of like all kind, anything unpl- like unplugged. Like, remember like MTV unplugged or whatever. Like basically, yeah, it's yeah. Like anything that's without a wire uh, in the geekdom. So uh, yeah, art and. You know, just real art, not like online art. Well, not like that online art isn't real, but like hand drawn, like that kind of thing. I get you. Art, music, and culture, and board games, and all kinds of good stuff like that. That's cool, man. That's cool. Because, you know, PAX, it's all like half board gaming, half video gaming. And, uh, it's cool if they're doing one dedicated just to just a board gaming and tabletop, that kind of stuff. Yeah, because I think they probably thought that the, uh, board gaming like you know just and it's not just board gaming it's like all of you know it's like a lot of the other like creative stuff too and i think they thought that that was like getting swallowed up sort of by uh, especially at pax prime by all the other like electronic type stuff you know so it kind of it kind of is i mean i enjoy going to the tabletop area but typically i go with my buddy nick former show host nick and he's all about the video game so I end up standing in the three-hour line to play a video game and stuff instead. <laughs> yeah, so now you can stand in the three-hour line to play a yellow game. Uh, Sounds I'm totally worth it. I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's it. Yeah, no, it should be. Uh, I think uh, I think they have like close to thirty thousand people signed up already. Something like that. I saw some hmm. online statistics. Should be a nice. Should be a very small, quaint con. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's in Philly, which is nice. It's a quick flight for me, so that's not that. That's not, I mean, not that not that I wouldn't. I mean, I would still fly wherever it was, but it's, it's definitely easier to fly to Philly than it is to like Seattle or West Coast or whatever. 
no so doubt. that'll be nice. Cool. So PAX uh, South Prime and Unplugged. Check them out. Okay, that's it for my update. And I know the audience is waiting with bated breath for us to get into tonight's topic, but we can't enter the gates of the Magic Kingdom just yet, even though we have some Magic Kingdom news to report. We first have to take a step into a broader world and let you know what's going on from our geeky point of view with the news extravaganza. Cam, take it away. Yes, sir. Um, lots of news. Uh, even been keeping up with it over here in Europe. Um, uh, speaking of cons, actually, San Diego Comic-Con uh, was in full swing over the last week or so. And uh, I'm not going to go into all the crazy reveals and things that came out, but, uh, you know, just for time constraints, I would just take forever. We, we could do two episodes on that, but... Uh, but yeah, I mean, just in foreshadowing of today's topic, I would definitely check out uh, the Disney news and all of the new uh, uh, Star Wars merchandise and things like that you can get uh, that they've sort of put out and given teasers of. It looks pretty amazing. It's going to be a good year for uh, fans of uh, Star Trek. Oh, I'm sorry, Star Wars and uh, <laughs> yeah. At least uh, go back. It's going to be a good year for fans of Star Wars and Disney and. Uh, all that good stuff. Um, they, uh, well, I mean, they also, it's also going to be a, uh, great for fans of, uh, of like, uh, G.I. Joe. Um, Hasbro came out with a ton of stuff. Um, and they're, they're bringing back like a bunch of sort of retro, uh, retro figures and things like that, that they re, that they repackage. Nothing new. They've always done that. But, uh, I think a lot of the, uh, the new stuff that they're bringing out is pretty cool looking. So I would check that out. Um, let's see, uh, I know you guys are fans of, uh, fan of Pringles. I know that I am. I'm sure you guys are as well. The potato chips? Yes. Pringles and potato chips. Have you seen, have you seen me, Cam? I mean, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I've never seen you specifically eat Pringles, but, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I assume you've eaten a Pringle or two in your day. Uh, yeah, I've got a Pringle, I've got a Pringle like body. Yes. <laughs> as, as, as have we all. Right. And, uh, so Japan, well, in the States, you can get ramen chicken flavored Pringles now, mm. which uh, which is pretty interesting. So you can eat ramen and eat Pringles that are taste like ramen at the same time if you were so inclined. Yeah. Um, and in Japan, they have these like special limited edition flavors that are takoyaki flavored. I think Brian, you first told me about takoyaki, uh, um, but uh, but yeah, so people are like clamoring to try to get Amazon sellers to send them these like special Pringle flavors. Uh, oh my! I'm not so into that. Like, I mean, great. I mean, especially for like a fried octopus ball flavored like <laughs> Pringle, I, mean, I, I could pass on that. But like, for whatever reason, people are just going crazy for it. So, I think you're like a committed eater of like good food though too, right, Cam? Like you eat like a human being. Recently, so that's probably all... over the last few years, yes, recently. But uh, <laughs> when I wasn't, I, I, I think like there's a lot of things on my list before I'm going to go for the squid ball Pringles, you know? Uh, I, <laughs> I might go for it, man. Like a premium <laughs> for people, someone to send, send them to me. Um, but yeah, so so those are sort of the, the – uh, 
the uh, I guess the whimsical news um, and more sort of hard tech news. Uh, Microsoft, or, I'm sorry, Apple is uh, with Trump. I guess I, I guess because of Trump, uh, an Apple iPhone maker, Foxconn, is yes. uh, opening up a Wisconsin plant that's expected to create at least three thousand jobs, hopefully up to thirteen thousand jobs. Uh, and put pump like ten billion dollars into the Wisconsin economy. Yeah, and people uh, should be excited about that. I'm interested in it, honestly. I it's funny because I I read that article about it being Wisconsin, and a couple of days earlier, they were speculating that Foxconn was looking in quote unquote swing states for some reason, like somehow politics played into this. Yeah, and uh, I guess Wisconsin would qualify. Well, I mean, Trump's no fool, right? He knows that uh, an election is going to be coming up pretty soon. And, uh, you know, if he wants to get elected again, he's going to need those swing states again. And uh, it's going to be easy for him to point to, hey, well, look, look, look at this huge plant. That's that's amazing. It's the best plant in the world. <laughs> and I, I, I had it built in, in Wisconsin. Um, and uh, I mean, look, say what you want about the guy. Um if he's bringing jobs, especially manufacturing jobs, which, you know, let's, let's be frank. I mean, over the last 10 years, uh, 10, 15, even more years have just fled the country like the plague. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, I think that's a good thing. And, and I like how he's done it. Just being a victim of this sort of thing, like down here in South Florida, where like, you know, people come in and they say they're going to do all these amazing things and the, <clears throat> the state gives them a bunch of money and then they just sort of screw the state over and, you know, say thanks for the money, but we're not going to, you know, do anything else. Uh, <clears throat> Miami Marlins. Uh, <laughs> and their stupid stadium that they built that they got all this money from and then didn't do anything with. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that it's a sort of pay or play type thing where he's, yeah, okay, we're going to give you $3 billion only if, you know, over the next 15 years, you add up to thirteen thousand jobs, and you pay them an, a, a you know a good wage of at least fifty four thousand dollars each, or median salary of fifty four thousand uh, a year, and uh, you, you know so they're not just getting that you know yeah they're getting three billion to build a plant, but they're not getting it just with no strings. They have to do certain things and meet certain goals, which that's uh, good. Yeah, you got to keep the companies accountable. Let's hope it's not like Carrier. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was a early success of Trump to save jobs that kind of went bad, right? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I think in this case, we're kind of holding most of the cards. Like, basically, like, it's, you know, there's a there's a protectionist sort of mindset going on. And if Foxconn doesn't want to be on the receiving end of it, they should probably think hard about taking this deal, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's, it's a done deal. Uh looks like it's scheduled to be opened by 2020 which coincidentally will be the next election year. <laughs> right um uh gosh yeah. and uh, well you know it's funny um wisconsin is very interesting i don't know if you guys have been to wisconsin at all or much um, I, I know about it from people that have lived there so some i know a bit about it Madison's a funny town. Like I, yes. I, I've been there. Yeah, yeah, I've been there, and like, it's uh, it's cool. Like they're it's it's pretty cool. Like like they're trying to make it like a trendy kind of like you know, a town for young people to come live. Like I got highly recruited 
heavily recruited uh, about six or seven years ago when I was sort of at a crossroads in my career and I was deciding whether I wanted to go work for in-house at a big company or I wanted to start my own firm or whatever. Ultimately, obviously, I ended up starting my own firm in Florida. But uh, they, you know, this company called Epic flew me out there and wanted me to work for them at their company. And, and uh, it, I mean, they had like a pretty amazing campus. It was like, uh, like you know, sort of like the Google campus or like the, whatever, you know, they have like, all kinds of weird buildings and like things you can go play like like a skateboard park and like you know like like, like a a place where they're trying to like make it great like or fun for like millennials to work at I sure guess. yeah yeah um, and uh, so they're trying to make it they're trying to make Wisconsin like I think they're trying to call it Wis uh, Wisconsin Valley or something like that Epic, <laughs> okay uh, just, just for people that don't know Epic was is like this huge provider of uh like medical dev- medical software uh you know like medical billing and all kinds of other like software there's like it's like a big software company right and so that's like i guess fits into their wisconsin valley sort of movement in wisconsin and now they're they're going to have this foxconn there uh that's going to be making uh, uh iphone components or iphones themselves so it, it seems to fit with what Wisconsin's trying to do, and it fits with, I guess, what Trump is trying to do, and it creates American jobs, which is always a good thing, right? So that's uh, we have opinions about the current administration, but I would say that this, yeah, considering what you've just told me about that area and this, that, that this is a potential, this is a good thing. So let's hope, let's hope they honor their agreement, and we. Yeah, we see we see some decent paying jobs created as a result. Yeah, and like and thirteen thousand tech jobs in Wisconsin is 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 pretty. I mean, I, I got to think it's pretty substantial. You know, yeah, it's not like that's a big up to though, isn't it? Oh, up to thirteen well, thousand. <laughs> it, it it is it is, but I mean they they have to do that if they want the three billion, right? Like they they get the economic incentives over fifteen years. So if they're if they it's not like it's like here's a check for three billion. It's you're gonna get the, the total three billion over fifteen years if you invest ten billion of your own and ultimately add thirteen thousand jobs. And by the way, the jobs have to be at least you know x amount per year. You can't just add. Oh yeah, we got a janitor for you know eight bucks an hour or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they have to they have to give a. Which fifty four thousand in Wisconsin has got to be a lot of. Money. I would think so. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean, I think I, I, I mean, I, I don't obviously have the specifics in front of me in terms of like the actual like nuts and bolts, but it seems like you know if that is the case, then that that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Uh, it it sounds good. It sounds good at least from the news. So here's hoping. Yeah. How many times have we heard that? <laughs> right, please. right. You never know, but let's uh, hope. And speaking of another tech giant, uh, a lot of these companies are, it sort of seems to be in vogue for them to start making their own chips, their own uh, microchips. Yeah. And Microsoft is one of those companies and they, they've decided to start uh, creating their own uh, AI chips. That will go into their uh, augmented and, and virtual reality devices. Uh, specifically, they're, they're, they've developed a chip, or they are developing a chip for their Hololens. 
Yeah. And uh, it's supposedly going to increase the reaction time so that it doesn't have to like go up into the cloud and then come back. Uh, you know, everything that's sort of coming in or coming out from you is going to be analyzed right there, like I guess on site or, uh, you know, in device rather than having to go through a, uh, a conduit, you know, through the cloud and come back. That makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, to me, like I, I think for some of that stuff, I think for some of that stuff, offloading the processing to, you know, servers makes sense. But if, if I'm sitting there like in China with my like hollow lens rig on, you know, having to translate for me, I don't really want to wait on latency while I'm trying to have a conversation. Do I? Yeah. I, I guess, I, I guess though you're, they're sort of like, I mean, at some point it's, it's like, okay, so latency is going to be an issue no matter what, if you're using offsite processing, yep. Yeah. right? But you can't get around reduction of size without using offsite processing, right? So at some point, because it, it sort of goes, for me, the main issue is I'm not going to use something that's big and clunky and bulky. Um, and we've, I've talked about this a million times. Like, you know, if it's, if it's something that integrates into my daily life that doesn't like obstruct me very much, then I, there's like a... 99.99% chance that I'll use it way more than if I had like that big like rig that you got to wear. Your head <laughs> right. That, like, crunches your freaking neck down to your shoulders. You know what I'm saying? So they're saying there's it, it to me, it's almost it seems like it's, they're going backwards, you know, like increase your, your processing time. Don't spend a bunch of money and resources on building chips now to, to go, you know, to, to I don't know. Do you get what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it feels like they're going backwards. I kind of, I kind of get what you're saying there, Cam. But from their perspective, like, okay, so maybe they put in this new, this new chip for for doing this custom processing that they need. Now maybe they save on other like general purpose chips that they normally would like offload the the workload onto, and maybe like they don't have to have like you know, I don't know, I'm just speculating, but may, maybe the infrastructure that they would have put in place in the, in their devices to handle like buffering of streaming data can go a little bit by the wayside because mainly they, they want a lot of stuff to happen right there on the device without calling out. And so, I mean, I would assume that some engineer sat down and like figured out a trade-off here and we're not going to have like a, <laughs> a big bulky thing on our head and then like a helmet, you know, for all this extra hardware <laughs> with a fan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, listen, Microsoft's doing just fine without my input. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure they know what they're doing, but I don't know. Just from a, I guess, a global perspective, to me, it seems like, well, hey, I don't want to wear a big bulky thing. Like, you give me like a pair of glasses, or, you know, like like spectacles uh. or what are reading glasses, or you give me something that's like easy and quick that I can just put on and can put in my pocket or whatever. Fine, like I'll, I'll buy that right, right, right now, you know. But like. And I'll pay a substantial amount of money for it. I'm not, you know, but don't give it like, I mean, even the picture in the article, it's like the guy's got on one of those, you know, looks like freaking Jordy, like not even Jordy LaForge. Jordy LaForge just had that little, thing. it's like, it, it looks like he's got like a, one of those old school eighties, like viewfinders strapped to his face, you know? And I, th that's, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for something that just integrates into my daily, I'm looking for the iPhone of, of AI. You know, or, 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 or AR, you know, I, 
Yeah, but you got to make a cell phone first, <laughs> man. Yeah. I mean, that, that I, I get it. But I mean, like, I mean, listen, uh, virtual reality has been around for 30 years. You know, it's not like it's that this is a new thing where like what I, I remember getting into those big rigs at like blockbuster golfing games where like you had to put your whole body into it or, or, or whatever. And that was like 25 years ago. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't even think it's fair to call it the same thing. I mean, technically, it's both virtual reality, but I, I remember those things, too. And, I mean, man, they weren't realistic at all. They they were lawnmower, man. Like, the stuff they can do now. And those well, yeah, but, I get what you're saying, but it's like, it's, like this, it's like having that, like, bulky phone in a bag from, like, the 80s compared to, like, the iPhone now. But what I'm saying is I feel like they haven't progressed in the same manner. Hmm. And now I feel like they're taking a step back. You're going back to chip-based technology and you're not. Well, you know, I think they're, yeah, I see. I think they're taking advantage of improvements in chip-based technology to, now things are miniaturized and more power efficient to keep things local on the device. Uh, what do you think, Brian? You're, you're actually big into hollow lens or enthusiastic about it. What, you think they're taking a, a misstep here or? I don't know. I, I honestly, I, I'm all for chipped base or local base or whatever, because I want them sending as little as possible over the internet. <laughs> right, right. So do they. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I wouldn't want these goggles to be this big in five or 10 years, but I'm, I'm fucking thrilled that they're even available right now. Like, it's not where I want it to be, but I'm, I'm pretty happy with the first few efforts. Because like I said, like, I mean, I used to think, the the BattleTech simulators were like the coolest things, like a room in your house where you went in and had these screams and blah blah blah. But these, admittedly bulky hats, helmets, goggles, whatever you want to call them, can can do that. You know, they they they're not progressing as well as the insanely marketable cell phone. But they're they're probably like one percent the size they used to be twenty years ago. Yeah, true. Good point. I'm kind of excited about it. Called bleeding edge for a reason. <laughs> right. Somebody's got to hurt, so it uh, pays for itself. True. Cam, I never really thought about reducing the network traffic as a step backward, but now that you now that now that you put it that way, I'm, I'm giving it a second thought. So we'll see how that works out. <laughs> well, I mean, look. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, haptics have to be reduced no matter what. I mean, you know, the, the, these peripheral, these pe- like the, just the, the technology has to be reduced in size no matter. And, and, you know, Brian's right. I mean, okay, like let's see how it is in five or ten years. But um, I feel like that's really not a step forward. But, hey, I mean, maybe maybe it's a step forward, one step forward to move two or three steps. Or maybe it's a step backwards to move two or three steps forward, you know. I don't know. Again, like I said, Microsoft is doing, has been doing, and is doing just fine without my input. So uh, you, you got to figure they they have a method to their madness. But we'll, time will tell. I really think they have to reinvent VR to sell it. So I'm, I, I kind of agree with your take a step back so we can move forward. I, mm. I agree with that 100. percent You can't even call it VR because everybody thinks of lawnmower man. Oh, that shit we had in the 90s that sucked. <laughs> true yeah true yeah. yeah so and with that i guess let's take a step forward in the show and uh kick back over to you tom all right i uh will bring us back to regular reality 
and get us promptly into tonight's main topic. Which is, of course, all of the new, or well, new to us, <laughs> announcements to come out of the big Disney Expo recently. Uh, and I'm, I'm a big, I think all three of I speak for all three of us when I say we're, I'm, we're Disney fans and very excited to see some of the things they're doing. Um, little, some reservations about some of the others, but uh, on balance, like, for years, I have talked about how they should totally just like Star Warsify and take advantage of all these IPs and just like make cool resorts and experiences out of them. And it seems like they took my advice. So our advice, I should say, these things were, have been discussed at great length on the Nerdstravaganza podcast. Uh, I think you will all agree. <laughs> and so uh, without further ado, we can just jump right into a list. This uh, was found at the chip and company website a disney enthusiast site um this information is available on a number of other sites but i find the name charming and uh i think one of you one of you two linked it so this is perfect um so i guess we'll just kind of go down the list of things that they've outlined here and give our thoughts on them and uh it may just be a bunch of like mouseketeer you know head nodding in agreement or there may be some uh discord in the magic kingdom we'll see we'll see but i guess uh okay well let's just start down the list <clears throat> so uh, we know for a while they've been tearing up a bunch of land and, and building uh some disney star wars inspired lands and uh i guess they took a page from the uh star wars rpg what was it called edge of the galaxy or something brian edge of the empire okay <laughs> yes Taking inspiration from Edge of the Empire, uh, they are called Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And uh, according to this article, they are set in a remote trading port on the edge of wild space, which conveniently opens you up to a lot of non-canon fun and games, <laughs> I guess, so that the, the nerds will uh, be placated. Uh, and evidently, there's going to be a lot of interaction and a lot of like you kind of steering the story, so to speak. And I think that's amazing. Like... I told you guys when I was at Disneyland, what was it, a month or two ago, that like getting arrested by the um, First Order troopers was like the coolest thing ever. Uh, they don't even need a bunch of rides if they have like experiences like that for people who are just walking around. You know what I mean? Like that adds a lot of value to the park. Imagine being a kid and like just having like a Jedi come up with a holocron and telling you to get it somewhere safe. Like, Oh my gosh. Now you don't care about getting on space mountain, right? You just want to complete this mission for the Jedi. Uh, I, this sounds great to me. I mean, I I'm super looking forward to something like they did with, uh, what's that, that lame ride we have at the studios now star tours. Oh, star tours is lame. I like it. (laughs) They chose, the rebel spy in the line and told the kid, look, act cool. Don't let him notice. And then there were just stormtroopers like, like throughout, like they don't even have to be real stormtroopers, just a stormtrooper animatronic glowing, looking back and forth, glowering at kids every once in a while. And the kid's like, Holy shit. He's going to find out. Oh, that would be too cool. Be that would be great. too cool. I mean, they could make, and then when you're on, they can make waiting in line for three hours. Exciting. They could actually. And then when you're, then when you're on, uh, on the ride, you know, you get you get made out. And you're like, oh god, oh, they're gonna get me. Oh, 
Yeah, that's I never I never really thought about like cue interactivity, Brian. They're, they're like, doing that the already with that. the Magic Bands. I I am so super excited to see where they take it. Oh man, the, the, that's speaking great. Speaking of you know baby steps, those Magic Bands open up such a huge world of of possibilities for the park, and I think that's exactly what they're going to do. Every every experience is is personalized or whatever that's all going to be on your band yep exactly like right now i mean we've seen the early versions it lets you obviously check into your hotel room get into the park and let you play sorcerers of the magic kingdom but i think you're going to see a much more tailored experience now with these bands and i believe california is getting something kind of analogous to the magic bands called something other than magic bands (laughs) but uh yeah I, i see some real potential here brian i agree Tom, do you think I, I know they have that the little ga- the game you just mentioned um, that you can use do with your Magic Band? Um, but do you think Disney missed the boat on like magic wands? Like you know how, how at Universal they have the Harry Potter thing where people go around and like wave the wand in like this, this specific way, and it'll make make things do things around the park. I mean, I feel like having a magic wand like Tinkerbell wand or whatever would have been a huge thing for Disney, and it seems like they never did that, or maybe they don't want to do that because. Universal has the, the the Harry Potter ones. I think they missed the boat on accessory accessorizing them a little more, like giving the kid a Mickey Mouse glove or a you know Hulk hand or a uh, Infinity Gauntlet or something that would bolt onto the Magic Band to make the Magic Band more fun to wear. Mm. But I, I think they spent something like two billion with a B I read or something or some. I might be exaggerating, but it was some huge amount on that the magic bands and the whole my magic plus system. So I think they were going for like just straight utility. Mm-hmm. Like let's get this working. Let's get the user profiles working. We'll do the magic later. And, uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I, which you see, which I, which I enjoy, which I like appreciate because it's sort of back to what I was saying about the, the AR stuff like, or, and the VR stuff. Like give me something that's fun. like magic bands are amazing. I love it. Like I keep, I keep it right in my car, like in my little center console. Whenever I go to Disney, like I just pull it out, put it on my wrist you know, just show it to the guy when I go to, or whoever, to, when I park, you know, I get my free parking, I go in, I, you know what I mean? It's like it's so convenient. It's something that adds to my life, you know, and I don't mind wearing it. It's just a little band I put on, you know, whereas like the Harry Potter one, yeah, it's cool, but like, I got to keep that big thing in my car forever, you know, like all the time if I, you know, if, or, or I'll forget it when I drive up to Universal. Yeah. Like, I, I think that like totally like crystallizes like the issue I have with, I I think they they didn't do wands, but have you seen people walking around with the spell tomes of those cards? The sorcerer's cards, yes. Yeah, I mean they yes. sell like nice leather bound binders, and I, I've seen kids with like, here's my spell card. I'm going to use these five cards on this one encounter, and you know, like they they do a lot of that. I think it's just like. It's hard to compare Sorcerer's Magic Kingdom with, like, Harry Potter. Like, Harry Potter has such... Mm. But that's like, a, that's like an add-on. That's something you can just do if you want. Like, it's not the specific, like, utility or use of the Magic Band, right? So, like, whereas the Harry Potter wand... Yeah, yeah it doesn't get you in the does. park. Yeah. Like, if, you're, if, you're, if your wand could, like, you know, you just, like, wave your wand at, like, the turnstile and walk in or you know what i mean that would be pretty amazing but still even that it's like you're you got a <laughs> true wand in your hand all day and then you can't even ride the and you, you right, can't even ride, ride with the wand they, they strip search you that's right yeah. uh yeah. yeah you know what cam i i guess you could argue that they missed 
some opportunities, but I think to Brian's point, they're now like taking advantage. Like they're now going to make up for any opportunities they missed with the magic band. I mean, They've I don't already think got it those tied. Could work without Magic Band having having proved it, you know. True, true, and and Cam makes a great point. All they do, you like wave them at some interactive experiences. That's awesome, but it doesn't like fill my butter beer, beer cup, or I can't wave it and pay for my uh, you know uh, my latest buck beak pin to put on my lanyard. No, nothing. So <laughs> they're not functional in that way. Yeah. Whereas the Magic Band is your kind of ticket into the park, and soon to be your ticket to very unique experiences. I would think. And then it's only a matter of time before they integrate it with your yeah. uh, home gaming experience. Yeah. But that's a, that's a good idea though. Like I think you said would like to, like to have some like mini, like, like uh, Mickey gloves or something like that that you can use or whatever, or even like, you don't even really need the gloves. I got you. You can like just do the like Fantasia type movements, you know, if you wanted to do something like the Harry Potter thing. Um, which makes it even better because then there's nothing really clunky that you have to carry around. You just have the thing on your wrist or whatever. Or maybe it like, like you said, it comes with like an add-on. Maybe you put on one of those little, uh, like I have some of those little things you can just like snap on with like Darth Vader's face and things like that. I forgot what they call them. Something charms or something. They do have little like uh, enhancement things like that, but uh, they're not quite to the level. Yeah. Like you're suggesting here or that we're suggesting with a, where it's something substantial. But I think it easily could be. As long as it didn't compromise the RFID uh, core functionality, I think it, it would be fine. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or you can even add enhancements that, like, if you just have the regular band, you wouldn't get access to certain things. But then once you earn those, like, little enhancements, uh... you get the little slider that you put onto the, to the magic band that will then give you the extra, you know. I mean, I, they wouldn't have to do that. I guess they could just, you know, right. update your RFID. Right, to add it to your profile. Access or right. Whatever. But, yeah. You, there's some intrigue. I, I like the idea of an earned status in the park that. Uh, yeah. So that people see your band and they're like, damn, he's got that, you know, the, the C3PO slider, you know, like, or whatever. <laughs> That's kind of awesome. That's rare, bro. Trade me your slider. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. People were bad enough with the sorcerer's cards. The Tortuga, <laughs> the Tortuga Tavern Underground, as I called it. Freaking biker gang of people on ECB showing up. Hey, man, you want to buy some cards? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's continue down this list. We're only, we only just got past number one. As cool as that was. So it looks like a new ride is coming. It is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And they're calling this a two and a half D experience. So you're not supposedly you're not going to need any kind of glasses or VR rig or AR rig or anything. And they're, they're kind of claiming it's going to just pull you from being in the audience, like into the cartoon. And uh, I'm wondering what that's going to be like. That sounds going to be one of those like, where you're just, like sitting there and it like moves and sort of like a, like the old Hanna Barbera at universal like type thing. Like back to the I'm actually not sure you know, where you're like, it's like moving around and there is a, um, a show they do. They do it at Disneyland and I don't know if they do it at Disney world or not, but basically it's a few years older, but it has like Mickey in like a map, like navigating the world and learning so much. And like, they'll go from him being in the screen to like jumping out and they'll have an actor in a suit pop mm -hmm. out. So I know they've done that, which is like quote unquote practical effects. Um, but yeah, I'm wondering if this is going to be a sit-still theater thing or a ride where they've got 
you know, a ride involving screens, kind of taking a page out of Universal's book. Mm-hmm. You know, look with Spider Man and Harry Potter and all that stuff. I'm I'm kind of leaning toward the latter now, which I have I'm a little ambivalent about because the one big gripe I have with Disney is that it is a lot of like, or sorry, with uh, Universal is that it's a lot of like movies. <laughs> a lot, most of the rides are kind of just movie screens, yeah. right? I don't know. I'm not so sure. I'm not, there's not enough detail for me to understand, but I, I like the idea of attraction based on just like Mickey and Minnie and like the core cartoon characters. What do you guys think? Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, I just, I, like I said, my only issue with that was wondering how they're going to execute it. As long as it's not cheesy, I mean, it's, it's cool to me. I, one of my favorite things at the the uh, our park is Philhar Magic, and I love yes how like classic that is. Like I, I would be perfectly all right with an experience kind of like that, like a sit down. There are things around you, you know, like something. There are practical effects, like uh, you, you've probably done, um, the 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 Muppets too, where like like uh, yes. what are they called? Stanley and Waldorf, Statler and Waldorf are actually there as puppets. Yes. That that would be that would be cool. <laughs> yes, I would yes. I would love that if there's like real mm, cartoons, real puppets. So so you'd like that you'd like that more than like a, a Harry Potter style, like you're on a flying sofa and there's like movie screens in front of you all the time. No, I I mean I mean kind of both. Like you could do ah uh, both okay that with you know like like a transport, but with the practical puppets there okay all right that could be cool i i i hope they do I, just because it's classic and it's mickey and minnie and i do also like philhar magic because it's even though it could use an update because it is just like a classic interaction with you know mickey mouse and donald and, and, the, and the characters i hope that i hope they're going in that direction with it or something like it. I'm sure it'll be something we can't even Im- imagine because we are not Imagineers. Although we try to be. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of Imagineering, this next uh, grouping, thanks again to uh, Chip and Company, the website, all involves one of what has always been to me one of the best Imagineered parks ever, Epcot. And for those listeners who don't know by now, Epcot is what came out of Disney's Walt Disney's grand plan to build a city, like straight up, just like build a city of the future and have it like constantly be like a hotbed of innovation and uh, change and that kind of thing. Basically build like a Google Plex on steroids and have people live there and just like create tomorrow. Um, You get into all the politics and everything else of that city, but I find that idea intriguing. And when he passed away, what we got instead was a new theme park which was still cool and anybody old enough to remember it in its early days knows it was all about education and kind of the future and and technology and sort of getting it had a lot of themes but it was about traveling the world the environment future technology etc it was just about kind of firing the imagination 
and uh, kind of try to embody some of those ideals. Does that seem like a fair characterization to you guys? What is it? The environmental prototype community of tomorrow? Experimental. 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 And, And there were even like, there were things where as a kid, you could go up and just like hands on play with stuff. Like it was just a lot to do. And it, at first as a kid, I didn't think I would like it because there's no roller coasters and rides and characters, but I grew to love that park. Like it was just something so completely different. It had dinosaurs. <laughs> it did uh, in the in the universe of and energy. Figment. Oh, yeah. It had a figment. So fig- there you go. There was your character. It had Dreamfinder. It had figment. But again, it was to fire the imagination and inspire you. Like the park had kind of a mission. So this next section on Epcot uh, starts with kind of paraphrasing... Uh, a big wig at Disney who um, I think is in charge of Imagineering or something. Um, And basically they say that they're trying to realize the original vision of the park while making it more timeless and relevant than ever before. So given what we know of the original vision and what I just laid out and that they're really trying to double down on realizing that vision of Epcot, how do you guys feel about... Ratatouille in the France Pavilion, mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, where Universe of Energy is now, and a new mission for Mission Space. Um, I, I mean, I like it all. Um, I mean, definitely <laughs> Mission Space needs a little little update. Um, yeah. It's the same Gary Sinise thing, you know, mission every time. <laughs> I mean, I think they did change it. I, I remember, like, doing it, at, like, this year, actually, around my birthday, and remembering it being a little different than it was before. Uh, like you know, like the up, oh, updated the, the whatever the mission that you like went on or whatever. But I mean, just just the technology and everything, I think should be you know revamped or whatever. But yeah, I think uh, I think that's a good thing, especially Guardians. I'm excited about that. I'll, I'll say this: like compared to its actual original concept, idea, whatever you want to call it, I hate. Well, it, it's it's easy. I hate. E lowercase PCOT. Yes, yes, me like, too. It, I, dude, I used to love the 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 seven seas, the living seas, so much. And like, you know how everybody always talks about like their childhoods dying. And yes, everything? yes. The first time I saw like anything to do with fucking Nemo there, yeah, like I died yes. a little bit inside. Like, just 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 make. Disneyland bigger. Disney World. Yeah, yeah, Magic Kingdom. Sure. Yes. Agreed. Just expand that. Like keep the awesome not adult, but like adult themed park. Like I liked learning about other countries. I liked experiencing their actual food and their actual drinks. I liked the the experiments you could do in the carousel and all that kind of stuff and now it's just like oh rocket raccoon huh (laughs) right like i love the idea of a ratatouille ride i love the idea of a guardians of the galaxy ride i love and have been on the frozen ride i'm okay with a new green mission on mission space Maybe one of those things belongs in Epcot, in my opinion, in my purest opinion. And it ain't Guardians of the Galaxy and Ratatouille. And like, Cam, I, we probably just sound like like sticks in the mud here, but 
they have, they are, I guess it's time for us to just come to grips with the fact that Epcot, as we knew it, is dead. They are not going back. They could sit here and right. say they're and doubling the down on the vision. failed. Right, right. It's, it's over. Like Disney's original vision for it's over. You are never going to like have Google set up a shop there and tell you about technology of tomorrow. You're never going to have like big corporate sponsors telling you what to expect. You're never going to have a NASA pavilion. Forget it. It's going to be Ratatouille, Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, it's just going to become an extension of Magic Kingdom at this point. I don't know. I mean, look at it this way. Like, I mean, I think you guys are thinking too, like, like all or nothing kind of, you know, like, listen, you know, what you were saying, Brian, about like, you love like, you know, your childhood dying or whatever. Well, there's a lot of people that have been born since we were, you know, and so their childhood is I feel like is now being incorporated into that. So a lot of people grew up loving Ratatouille. A lot of people grew up, you know, just recently, like, you know, were introduced to Guardians of the Galaxy. So that's other people's childhoods, you know. And so we can't, nothing, I, I don't think Walt, if you asked Walt, do you want things to say exactly the same? He would say, no, that's not what I built this for. I mean, I'm talking about tomorrow in every single ride at the at this park so yes i want tomorrow to be incorporated into things today and that's going to necessitate other people you know probably getting upset because they want everything to stay the way that they had it now we can argue all day about whether or not you know whose vision of tomorrow is correct um but you know, and obviously, I'll be the first to admit that, yeah, it comes down to business decisions as to what, like, is going to attract people to come to that park and, uh, you know, what's going to make people happy and, you know, what's going to make the kids happy. And, you know, they're, 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 they're obviously there is a lot of catering to the guests in these decisions. But at the same time, I don't necessarily think that they're just abandoning the vision that, like, of tomorrow or Walt's vision of what the park should be. I think it's of imagine you know a reimagining or you know uh, it, it, they're in they're they're updating tomorrow to today and then now it, it, the question is going to be okay in 20 10 15 20 years from now what's it going to look like i don't mind updating things but like i kind of feel like this is putting in a a, a carnival ride at cape canaveral <laughs> right that's how i feel too like here's where we launch the space shuttles and here's a roller coaster <laughs> like, i just think like i mean i'm i'm thrilled people love the guardians of the galaxy Me magic too. kingdom yeah magic kingdom yeah yes and cam like i totally get like disney's gonna change there's new kids and they do have new experiences and new likes but all of that stuff could live at Hollywood Studios. It could live at Magic Kingdom. Epcot wasn't, I mean, I, and I'm totally fine with updating Epcot, but Epcot had a mission. Like it was built not to be a showcase for like IP and not to be a place to see Mickey Mouse. Like I love Mickey Mouse. Don't get me wrong. That's why I'm, I'm a freaking fan. But Epcot was supposed to be like, for crying out loud, the, the Living Seas before it became Living Seas with Nemo, Nemo, Nemo was like you would go and get on this like elevator and it was like you were descending down into an undersea base. And like, I don't know. I just thought it was cool. I thought it was actually being taken on, a you know, on this exclusive trip to an undersea base to see like how we're living under the sea and learning about it and stuff. I, I just, 
I don't know how to put it. Even as a kid, it just struck me as so different because it was kind of like visiting Cape Canaveral. But is, is anyone living under the sea right now? No. <laughs> no. So like, okay. So like, <laughs> I mean, you know, they, they had to, I'm not saying that they had to go like small world and make it a Nemo ride like that. But like, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I can't fault them for trying to update things. And I get, I get what you're saying. Like, don't incorporate IP, you know, leave that IP for the other parks. But at the same time, like you want kids to get excited about things. You want kids to get involved and, and, and into things. And the kids today are not the kids that we were when we were growing up. That stuff impressed us because you know what? Like at that point, like we were thinking that people were going to live on the moon in, you know, 10 years. We were thinking that there were going to be like undersea bases that we could just go live in or whatever. But that's not the case. Like that 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 idea of tomorrow was just not right. And so now they're I think they're doing things to get kids excited about tomorrow in in different ways and if that's incorporating IP that they know and understand and and, and are familiar with, I mean it it makes sense to me. But I, I get what you're saying. Yes, it is a bit of a toll on the original vision, but I, I, I guess I just don't have a, as much of a problem as it, as you guys do. Yeah, so it would seem. I guess our aspirations are now have given way to just kind of, I don't know, entertain. And there have always, there's always been rides. I mean, look, Mexico has that ride. Yeah, um, it used to not have the... The, 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 the Nordic, the, the, the Norway had that ride. Yes. With, like, the Vikings that, that they got rid of. But the, yeah, and put Frozen in. And, and, and the Mexico one used to not have the three caballeros. It used to just be like a tour of Mexico and like, you know, kind of a little a little extremely racist by the way it still is kind of i i just went this past like beginning of the year the three caballeros no well yeah the caballeros but also just like even like the people like just like the way that they depict the mexican people and <laughs> <laughs> well i think i think the government of mexico like it used to be that the, the governments of the country signed off on these uh Did they really? <laughs> yeah and even donated money for the pavilion so i don't think the mexicans objected Oh, Although, that's cool. yeah, I mean, that's cool then. But to me, it was just like, you know, you got these guys like dancer. It almost looked like sort of like Hawaiian dancing. Like, you know, it's just like weird. <laughs> I don't know. I was just what? looking at it thinking like, oh, what? What's going on here? Don't worry. When the emperor's new groove roller coaster opens up, the, the Mexico yeah. won't complain then either. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll agree to disagree on that. I think we have some differing points of view here on Epcot, what it was, is, and it will be. Um, oh, I did forget one thing in Epcot space themed restaurant outside of mission space. So you'll kind of get to like dine on a space station and see astronauts floating around and stuff. So that, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. And it's perfect for when they turn it into a, uh, guardians of the galaxy cafe. <laughs> I mean, would you guys like have an issue with like, um, so like mission space? I mean, that's cool. Cause like, I mean, to me, it's fine. Like a lot of like, we're, you know, a lot of talk these days about is about us going to Mars. You know, and yeah, yeah, that could be cool. Yeah, know? what about rock and roller coaster? Rock and I mean, roller, most, you know, or not oh, rock and roller coaster. There. I'm sorry, the test track. Oh, uh, test track. Uh, at least they, at least it's Chevrolet. This is educational. Yeah, and like actually, Cam, test track is a good example of what Disney envisioned. It is corporate sponsored by Chevrolet. It, it's, it kind of educates you on automotive design to a certain extent. Like you, you rate your car for aerodynamics and you do these trade-offs between speed and power. And then, you know, of course, you do the thrill ride. But your car like wins or loses based on your design. 
Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to make an engineer of a kid, but the kid gets to like see the ramifications of like design decisions. Yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. All these updates that they've been doing, I think that's that's what I'm trying to illustrate is that I think like it's fine. I, I think they're good. Like like Soren, um, I don't know how Soren really fits. Um, Soren seeing the world. I don't think there's anything more educational than that. Yeah, yeah I guess that's... I love those three editions. Yeah, just. Automotive engineering, you know, for, for dummies, uh, uh, seeing the world, and uh, geez, what was the first one we mentioned here? Um, space. Oh yeah, mission space, which is taking you on a mission to space. Also kind of cool. Uh, living with the land, which takes you on like a, a little ecological I journey. Yeah, no, I no, love no. that too, and yeah. takes you through the greenhouse. You can then take the greenhouse tour if you want, which I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Well, Groot will be narrating it next year. Right, <laughs> right. Compare all those to like having Groot like pop out of the friggin' forest while you're on that ride. Or, you know, the Ratatouille, at least it's French. I kind of get at least a placement of that character there. Um, I don't know if I it- would be okay if Little Chef was teaching kids how to cook or something like that. Right. But- I don't know if they're going to get rid of the impressions de France or whatever it was called. That that need that's a 360 vision thing. It needs an update because it's like screaming night, late late 1970s. But uh, okay, I, I I could kind of tolerate the Ratatouille thing if characters have to go somewhere. The Guardians of the Galaxy thing, I just like I would love that in Magic Kingdom. What the hell does that have to do with Epcot? Like seriously, I mean, like, I mean maybe, maybe square it's, footage. Thing, I mean, maybe it's going to be geared towards like. You know, it's gonna. You said it's gonna be in the energy uh, area. Or They're taking out uh, universe of energy and putting in Guardians of the Galaxy. So I get to learn like, hi, rocket, I'm Rocket Raccoon, and energy weapons use energy. <laughs> you know, what are they? Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, if they do it right, I mean, maybe it'll be all right. Uh, like, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, some of that stuff is just so dated. You know, like, I mean, I I, I did the Ellen thing the, like last time I went. Oh God, that was just brutal, man. Um, well they could but they could update that with a new movie and even up to redo some of the animatronics yeah. and it could be pretty cool and, and like talk about instead of like oil's a good thing to use we could talk about it could be it could be a showcase for how we could stop global warming or something useful like that by using alternative fuels like it, there's a place for that ride in in the modern day but instead we're going to get rocket raccoon and, and company which again i love but it, i just don't see that i don't see yeah. that being a replacement all right, so that and the space-themed restaurant, that was number six on the list. Um, here's one I think we will all agree is cool. They're showing it right across from Space Mountain. It's in Tomorrowland. It's in Magic Kingdom. It's replacing a ride I have not liked since I w- even when I was a kid, which is the the Speedway, where you're in the little, like, oh, okay, very yeah. slow go-karts. I'm talking Tron. They're making a Tron based on the one that's in, uh, I believe, Shanghai. Yeah, the the one from Shanghai Disneyland. They're going to do that over here. It's the one where you're like on a Tron mm-hmm. light cycle. Um, that I'm looking forward to. That should be cool. Yeah, as long as it's not on those tracks. I am so happy they are getting rid of that stupid go-kart thing. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, man. I've like always hated it. Even when I was a kid. Even just walking by it is annoying. Like you uh, hear that. Brrrr, it sounds like, like 300,000 like uh, lawnmowers all going at once. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> it's stupid. Like I, I really. Although it, you know, it's interesting. I'm looking at the illustration here. 
and I see what looks like the Tomorrowland Speedway still running. So maybe I'm wrong in the placement. Either way, I don't care. I mean, if they want to keep the stupid go-kart speedway, go for it. But Tron Talk about energy and efficiency. I mean... Oh my god! And those things yeah. are slow as molasses too. Even as a kid, I was like, "Make it, it go takes faster!" Like Twenty to get around that stupid quarter mile track. Uh, I'm just looking. You know, I, I like to be ridiculous in my examples. You could just buy a go kart for roughly what it takes, like mom, dad, and do- uh, son, daughter, to go to the park one day. Yeah. So why <laughs> <Right>. have? <laughs> them at the park like what fun is that like we can just we can go to disney or we can buy a go-kart well i want to really ride a go-kart all right we'll just buy you one right one that one that you're not stuck on a rail doing two miles per hour yeah though those are those suck <laughs> but uh, this it's interesting i i the rumors i've been hearing is tron was going to replace that but i'm seeing what looks like that speedway still in operation on this rendering again check it out for yourselves at the uh, chip and company website we are in no way affiliated with them, by the way. We're just using their list, so check it out. Okay, here we go. Uh, at the Magic Kingdom, they are evidently creating a new theater, which, oh, it's a live entertainment theater. Okay, that makes sense. I actually agree they need more like theater experiences to eat up crowds. So presumably, you know, certain times of day, they'll have shows and that kind of thing. They may put on something holiday-related you know, around the holiday season, that kind of stuff. They, I, they have such things at Epcot too. So, okay. Nope. No, no problem there. Um, let me know if you guys object to any of the things I'm saying, by the way, but that's a kind of a neutral one. I would think, let's see, they're doing an art of marble themed hotel, uh, Disney's hotel, New York, no doubt prohibitively <laughs> expensive. Uh, it looks like it's going to ha- feature a lot of like uh, superhero stuff. Like they're showing like three Iron Man suits in a display in the lobby. That should be cool. And something I could potentially afford because the one thing I know I'll never be able to afford is the thing I'm most looking forward to. The Dis- the Star Wars themed resort. Mm. Yes. Where basically it's all about it's Again, they're promising an immersive experience and it's everything I dreamed. I'm reading into it. Everything I dreamed getting woken up by a hologram. <laughs> uh you know, of a droid or Princess Leia or BB-8, uh, having my room totally themed, looking out on space outside my window, droids running around, cantina. Based on these artist renderings, I'm reading into this everything I dreamed. And uh, I'm saving up for the probably thousand plus dollar a night rate, I guess. You know, uh, any any guesses on that? I mean, 500, 500, 600. I mean, it's not going to What's be a most luxury ex- resort. But it's not going to be it's not going to be one of the pop centuries. I think they I think I read somewhere luxury. That's why I say a thousand. Oh, rounds. I was actually just pulling yeah. that. I I don't mean like one of their. I mean, oh. sorry, it's not going to be like a, a Ritz Carlton. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Not cheap. Not a pop century right. for sure. <laughs> That's the bottom line. Okay, a little more pedestrian. This is kind of a downhill slope, and I know we're bringing the show to an end here, folks. So let me uh, get through this one. So new transportation options. They're showing some mini mouse dotted SUVs. Not exactly impressed with that. I guess that's to get you around rapidly between places. Mm-hmm. And then the thing that most excites me, and speaking of Pop Century, Art of Animation, the resorts we usually stay at, they're going to connect them via to the parks to, I believe, Hollywood Studios and Epcot via giant cable cars. And so at last, my dream of not having to take that awful bus <laughs> is coming true. 
<laughs> Dude, I have to rewind. I know we're trying to get through it, but you know those buses, the, the, those minivans are going to be Lyft. Oh, are they? Really? Yeah, and and I believe they're going to move towards automated lift just as soon as they possibly can. Again, long-term plan, but... Oh, wait. I take it back then. I glossed right over that. But if I have the option of like, oh, I'm not going to make it to my other park, and I could just like summon a Disney lift? Oh, never mind. That's awesome. That's, <laughs> That's really Good. awesome. Yeah, that is really cool. I take it back so hard. It's going to be the, all the benefits of their bus service on demand oh love it because i'm like a, i'm the consummate park hopper i've actually gone out to the taxi area and caught a taxi between parks rather than wait for the bus or the monorail Not anymore. so oh that is so me i'm i'm in i bring that Minnie mouse themed lift or uber on i'm i'm in now you're paying <laughs> for it but i have no problem i pay outlandish fees for those taxis <laughs> just because i have no patience love it Cool. So that, uh, and then when I do have patience, the gondola to pick me up from hopefully, hopefully the hourglass, uh, lake bridge between pop century and art of animation and whisk me off to my, one of my two favorite parks, Hollywood studios and Epcot should be cool. Should be fun anyway. Um, they're adding another Disney cruise line ship. I'm not a big cruise ship guy and it doesn't really do excite me. You guys No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like a Star Destroyer, so... Uh, Toy Story Land is going to open in Hollywood Studios. That should be cool. That should be really cool. One more thing uh, I'll never see at, uh, when I go. Why? I don't know, dude. The studios are like fifth place, in my opinion. <laughs> well, it's going sh- to have Star Wars. It's going to be the Star Wars uh, hub, and it's going to have Toy Story Land. You, you make a rise in your esteem. Right, so if I go to the studios, I'll spend all day at Star Wars. <laughs> yeah okay good point <laughs> good point moving on last two there is a paradise pier area at disney's california adventure it, so in disneyland in california you either go to magic kingdom or you go to california adventure california adventure has this whole like pier themed area called the um paradise pier and it's cool but it's vaguely disney themed but it's kind of midway themed is the is the general idea well it's now going to be the pixar pier and they they already have like the, a Toy Story ride there, so I think that actually fits really well. I think toys go with a Midway theme, yeah. And I see that being being good. That's also where they do the cool nighttime show on the water, so a lot of potential there. I'm excited about that, actually. And I'm, I don't have a, a attachment to to Paradise Pier as it is, so I'm okay with that. And, uh, okay, last thing on the list, here it is. And this is the one I know we've all been waiting for. Oh, I can barely contain my excitement. Okay, here we go. There's going to be a baby Groot meet and greet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gosh. Yes. I, I just yeah. think that sucks because baby Groot has to grow up. Like, <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't done it yet. I mean, it's just, like, baby Groot's been around for a while. I mean, he's not going to be in three, is he? <laughs> no, he's he's adult Groot. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that is not the final thing. There is a Disney. There there is a report of the baby Groot. Meet and I Groot. would love to do it, but I don't see how you can do it in five years. You know. Yeah, yeah. I don't unless people just don't care about him breaking <laughs> canon, as it were. <laughs> he does have to grow up. I agree. 
But supposedly that, that that's a thing. But in reality, they're actually going to do a super uh, superhero universe, also a California adventure, where you're going to see other um, Marvel superheroes join uh, with the Guardians of the Galaxy. They actually already converted their um, Tower of Terror into a Guardians of the Galaxy attraction over there. It, it was done, but not open when I was there last. So uh, according to this, Spider-Man and the Avengers will also be... Uh, featured in in the new revamped California. The, they don't have a Tower so, of Terror anymore there in California. No, no, they turned their Tower of Terror into uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. That's terrible. Which I assume Guardians, is themed on I that prison they break out. Tower of Terror. Oh, oh, did it? Okay. Uh, yeah, but their Tower of Terror sucked compared to ours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was just very basic. Ours was way cooler. Um, and the outside looks really cool. And supposedly that Guardians of the Galaxy uh, ride is a killer. Pumpkin so. spice latte of Tower of Terrors. Yeah. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the prototype. The Disney World one is better. But uh, yeah, that rounds out the list. The Baby Groot meet and greet is, I think, a thing, but not a, it didn't warrant a, a bullet point on this list and is not the number one attraction. Gotcha. <laughs> and that's it. That's that's all that's going on at the parks. I'm, I think we're all pretty excited. Fair to Time say. To re up your uh, annual pass. Yeah, now I'm a not, I'm no longer a Floridian, so that's an expensive mm-hmm. proposition, man. But I, I, I should just do the coast to coast pass where I get pass holder status <laughs> on both coasts. <laughs> I think I would need to get rid of my uh, my girlfriend for that to be a reality. Small sacrifice. One or the other. Not me. Me not. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Meaning, meaning, I don't think any self-respecting girl would uh, want to be with a grown man with that kind of an obsession. So, <laughs> I think I'll keep her. Yeah, it's all the same. <sighs> anyway, that's it. Anything else? Any other comments, uh, complaints, speculation? You guys want to add, or you want to call this a uh, call this one? I'm trying to think of an in the can reference for I Disney, but I can't. Uh, I think that's it for me. All right, let's wrap this up. Let's roll the credits at the end of this cartoon, as it were. I want to remind all of our little Mouseketeers, I think we're allowed to say that, that they can check our show out each and every week on iTunes, the podcast app for the iPhone, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, and in any number of ways in which podcasts like us on are Facebook, consumed. follow us on Twitter and Instagram, add us to your Google circles, and join the Nerd Stravaganza HQ group on Facebook. Race on over to nerdstravaganza.com and test out all of our previous tracks, uh, meaning our past episodes. Uh, soar on over to YouTube and type in Nerdstravaganza into the handy dandy search bar and check out all of our videos. And send us an email at nerdstravaganza at gmail.com and let us know what upcoming attraction at Disney you're most excited about. And with all that said, Imagineer Brian, Imagineer us out of here. I am Nemo. <laughs> Nemo! <laughs>